Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello and welcome to another episode of Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams with Dockers Great. And of course, Wildcats royalty, Damien Martin joining us this morning. Hello, Hayes. Hello, Mato. G'day, Jimmy. Hey, Great to be with you. Did you say my name in the introduction no. there? I think you just called me Doc is great, but I'll take that. But, uh, Mardo, great to have your company. How are you this morning? I love a Saturday morning. Get to see your two beautiful faces. Good way to start the weekend. Let's get into the breaking news. Imagine the best day and break out the world's best rock breakers. Paul Hazelby? Let's start with Deshaun Thomas, of course, the Wildcat star, the import. We saw a little bit of him of him in the preseason. Did his ankle, but back. Good to go to take on the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, it's the second time he's been injured since joining the Wildcats. Hurt himself in the second game against the Adelaide 36ers during the preseason. Then we've got a little little bit of vision on him on the court going, okay, we like what we see, and then boom, injured again. And it's a big one. At the start of last season, everyone said, the Jack Jumpers, they're the new team in the league. They're going to be the little brother of the Perth Wildcats. Mm. They've gone and taken two of their coaches, three of their players, but one team made the GF and the other missed out on the finals altogether. So this is a big game for the Wildcats. They'll really want it. They've got the DNA, haven't they, of the Wildcats. Yep. When you talk yep. about those people and the coach, Scotty Roth, we spoke to him throughout the week. But let's go back to Sean Thomas. Like, how good can he be in this NBL competition? Look, usually every team gets three imports and they utilise that. So they go out and for us, Bryce Cotton, he's the start. He's the number one import. And even though you don't say there's a pecking order, there is. Thomas is number two. He's had European experience. He's won MVPs. He's been in first team all leagues. He's been an MVP in the last grand final he participated in in Israel, I want to say. Mate, his resume is fantastic. Now it's time to live up to it because they need a big body, someone who can rebound, play defense, and then help Bryce get open. And what's going on with all these away teams winning in the NBL? It's crazy. (laughs) The stats right now, I think it's like 14 away sides have won their games. Yep, nine home games have been won by the home team. 14 away teams have gone into their house and and won as well. It makes no sense. Whatever happened to home Mm. court advantage right now? Where's the Red Army? (laughs) Come on, Even the Wildcats last last year, we came home. From our stint over there in Victoria, thought, how good is this? We're just going to shoe in for the finals. And all the other teams just kept coming here and kept kept taking our points. Seven and two, we closed out the season mm. at home. So right now it makes no sense. It's the only sport I can think of in recent time where it doesn't matter whether you play home and away. And in this case, you want to be on the road. So I guess the Wildcats are looking pretty good flying all the way to Tassie for a game. Jimmy, you're a little less biased when it comes to the Wildcats, but you are wearing a <laughs> Perth Wildcats shirt. Uh, how have you seen their start? And do you think they are the real deal this season? Uh, hard to tell yet. Like, I think they have the pieces, but I'd love to see them all gel and get a little bit better together. They had that loss to United the other night. Uh, a game that they probably really should have won. They, they grinded away. I thought they had them on the ropes and then they ended up losing. So, um, a few things didn't go their way on the night, but yeah, Thomas is a big part of it. I think when you, when you need, you need your starting five guys to gel some of these guys haven't played together before. They're sort of they're new teammates, aren't they, Mato? So I think they're the real deal in terms of the pieces they have, but I think we're yet to see their best because they've just had injuries, uh, Webster, Tayshawn. So, yeah, I think they're going to be okay. 
but it's still very early, Hayes. Hey, what about uh, Mato's old mate Jesse Wagstaff and the win for basketball? Old elbows. Suspension. <laughs> elbows? Elbows Jesse. What do you mean, elbows Jesse? <laughs> Lockie Barker ran into nah, his shoulder. I'm really happy with that because there was, at some stage throughout the week, where we thought he was going to get done for mm. that with concussion in the AFL. Mm. Probably would have got done, but just common sense applied for me. Mate, it was a good. It was an illegal screen, but you see that type of screen go uncalled, mm. let alone then put up for suspension. So this was, as Jimmy said, a win for basketball because if that was going to be a two-week suspension, look out every big man that sets a screen and slightly moves that results in the, a person's head being hit. Damien Martin with us this morning on Off the Bench. Imagine the best DM Breaker distributors of the world's best rock breakers. DMbreaker.com.au will be back with The Dig next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello, welcome back to Off the Bench. Me, Jimmy Williams with Paul Hazelby. Damien Martin is here this morning. Let's get into the dig. Don't dig blind. Check before you dig every time. And I know you guys have been speaking about this a lot this week, but sponsorship in sports has been a massive topic around our diamonds, uh, around major mining partners in the AFL in four respective clubs. So I'm digging this because it's a massive issue. And I just wonder... How far does it actually go when you start taking into account what these big mining companies do and the effects they have? But what about sports betting companies? What about fast food companies that uh, join, you know, West Coast Eagles have had a sponsorship with, I think, Hungry Jacks for a long time. I know NBL do as well. How far are we going to go with this? I've been pretty satisfied throughout the week. Like you had a linter that's finishing up with Cricket Australia. Mm-hmm. But besides that, Hancock prospecting looks like they're going to continue with Netball Australia. And Woodside certainly going to go forward with the Fremantle Dockers as well. So there's always going to be people out there that aren't happy with something, whether yep. it's a different company, as you mentioned, some of the things that are big social issues at the moment. But you just can't bow down to that pressure. And that's what I've been really happy with from the Fremantle Dockers perspective. Look, I've represented a lot of these companies by getting flown out to regional areas and you get to promote a sport you love to people who may otherwise never get to meet a professional athlete. So to be able to take guys like Jesse Wagstaff, Bryce Cotton, Mitch Norton to regional and remote areas off the back of a payment by a mining company, I sleep well at night going, these kids, hopefully they loved meeting those guys they look up to and they benefit from it. I don't go into the whole bigger picture of it, where the money potentially came from. But I've seen where it goes as well. And now $15 million to netball means a lot of juniors get to grow up, follow these athletes traveling the world, and hopefully get to wear that dress, wear that, you know, represent Australia one day. And Fremantle, of course, signed another co-major sponsor this week with Bank West. And interesting enough, you had Hayley Miller. Mm-hmm. And who was the other guy yep. at the press conference? Their next captain. Andrew Brayshaw. Was that the biggest signal that you've seen so far <laughs> that he could be the next captain? Or are we looking too much into this because Nathan Fife is probably overseas? No, I think I think Andy Brayshaw, I think that's a massive giveaway, isn't it? He'll be their captain next year, won't he? At least. Oh, I think and so. I would go so- that way. If he's not solely, it'll be co-captains. And what about down the road, Luke Shuey? You've got Tom Barras, who I think would be make a really good yep. captain. You've got Oscar Allen, who they've always always spoken about in volumes with his leadership capacity, but it's too soon for him. He needs to prove himself, get himself right. So Luke Shuey may get a reprieve for a year, but if it was me, I'd go towards Tom Barras. No, I think it'll be Tom Barras next season. So to be voted for by the players, I think Shuey's going to put his hand up and say, look, I've had some injury-plagued years. I just want to focus on some footy and almost rule himself out. And regardless if he rule himself out or not, I think the players are going to go with Barras. Don't dig blind. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry online. Every time the World Cup is around the corner, guys, you're looking forward to it? Can't wait. Oh, uh, yeah. We've had the, the lead-up warm-up matches, and isn't it great to see some of the smaller 
cricket nations take on the bigger ones and have an impact. There were some close games through the warm-up period. I remember one of my favourite articles growing up, and I don't know why I remember it so vividly, but it was about the World Cup. This was the one day is where Kenya beat someone because back then there was only six teams that would mm. always, you know, make sure they were the top six. Whereas now you got these other countries beating, but the headline was Kenya believe it because I think they beat the <laughs> West Indies. And I was like, this is brilliant, but that was 15 years ago. Now it's not out of the norm to see one of these other countries that we don't usually talk about in the cricketing realm saying, hey, another great win to the Netherlands or wherever mm. it might be. It's fantastic. Hey, Marto, happy birthday for yesterday too, by the way. Thanks, mate. Oh, no, that was Damien Martin, the cricketer. Ah. Some, uh, one of the guys that uh, got really me. matters. Got me. That's right. <laughs> I was just thinking, we celebrated his birthday about four or five weeks ago. What are you on? Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Tim Southey, Star New Zealand quick, caught up with Hayes and Marto earlier this week. We'll replay the best bits next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. Me, Jimmy Williams with Paul Hazelby. Doc is great. And, of course, Damien Martin, Wildcats royalty in the house this morning. And earlier this week, the boys caught up with Tim Southey ahead of New Zealand's first T20 clash today. It's sure to be a ripper with their veteran quick, Tim Southey. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you going? We're going well, mate. We're getting excited for the World Cup. How are you boys feeling going into this one? Um, yeah, it's always an exciting time um, turning up to a to a World Cup. So, um, yeah, the guys are, are pretty excited to, to get into it. And what a way to get into it against, uh, against Australia at a hopefully a um, sold-out SCG. The Australian form hasn't been too good, but your form hasn't been too good either. You did play Australia recently, but uh, losses to Pakistan and South Africa. Anything to be concerned about? Um, no, I think when you turn up at a, a world event, everyone sort of turns up um, with the same goal in mind to be there at the end. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tournament rather than your sort of bilateral series. So I'm sure, um, yeah, it'll be, a, as they always are, an evenly contest contested uh, tournament. So, um, yeah, if we can get on a bit of a roll, then um, then who knows? Speaking about being there at the end, your team has been there right at the end in recent times. Of course, beaten by Australia in the T20 final, but also beaten by England in the 50-over final. How do you address that going into another tournament? Um, yeah, I guess it's better than, than not being there on the last day. Mm. Um, and, yes, I think and you look at our history in World Cups in the last wee while, 2015, 2019 uh, World Test Championship and um, and then the T20 World Cup final last year. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's it's never nice to finish second, um, but it's nice that um, we've been consistent in our uh, performances throughout world events in, in recent years. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, be there or thereabouts again in, in this tournament. Tim, you've been playing international cricket now for 15 years. Where does the T20 World Cup stand in your eyes? How meaningful is it to you after all the cricket you've already played at the highest level? Um, yeah, I think any time you get a chance to to represent um, your country, it's a, a pretty special time. So, um, yeah, and, and world events are always, um, always sort of key marquee events. So it's always great to, to turn up to these these events. And now we're sort of, we just arrived in, in Sydney and, um, yeah, sort of, because the, the excitement around getting into it and, and cracking into it's there. So, um, yeah, I think there's, even though I've played for a while, there's these world events and, and any time you get to get to play for New Zealand is always a, a special time. I heard earlier in the day or in the last couple of days, you spoke very highly of Lockie Ferguson. He's one of the fastest bowlers in the world right now. And in your opinion, he could be a bit of an X factor. Can you tell us a little more about him? 
Yeah, I think you look around the world and you look at um, those guys that can bowl one one late one forties to one fifty. It's um, it's uh, it's always nice to have those in your side, and um, and I think for us, he's been a a massive part for us. And and if you can bowl at that pace, then you're certainly certainly an expected player. So um, yeah, he's coming off a little bit of a niggle um, in the in the tri series against Pakistan and Bangladesh, but um, but hopefully he'll be fit and firing and ready to go um, and show show the world what he's got in this this tournament. Don't go anywhere. More from Tim Southie coming up right after this. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Yes, and former Wildcats captain and six-timer Damien Martin in the building this morning. Earlier this week, the lads caught up with New Zealand quick Tim Southey, who had a chat about the upcoming World Cup, which starts today. New Zealand are in action for the first time. Tim Southey spoke with Hazen Mato earlier this week. What have you learnt from bowling in T20s? Because we are seeing a lot more test bowlers actually become first-choice bowlers in the T20s. Um, yeah, I think you've just if you're playing all three formats, you've got to, um, I guess, first and foremost, juggle um, between the between the chopping and changing nature of um, international cricket. But yeah, it's uh, it's slightly different. But I think you've got to try and stay a step ahead of the game and um, and try and be smart. Um, and you look at the likes of someone like Josh Hazelwood, who's been phenomenal across all three formats for, for the last few years. Um, just shows you that um, yeah, there's uh, a lot of similarities between between the three formats. We do play that you do play the Australians at the SCG, which we mentioned before. But do you have a favourite pitch in Australia that you love bowling on? Uh, it's, it's always a great place to come. I think the, the grounds are amazing, cricket grounds, um, the history behind them. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it's just any time you get a chance to come here. Um, our record in my time hasn't been great here, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we can turn that around in this tournament. But um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy. Um, all the all the cricket grounds here. I think you look at look at Adelaide Oval now. It's in a phenomenal sporting venue. Um, but the SCG and, and MCG are, are also pretty pretty iconic sporting venues as well. So um, yeah, very lucky and very very uh, privileged to be able to come over here again and and experience uh, playing cricket in this this country. Tim, how is the sporting landscape over there in New Zealand? On the back of COVID, we had so many teams that had to come over here, stay here for a long period of time. It was a challenge. You had lockdowns, but how is New Zealand coming out of that? Yeah, we had uh, a year. We've had an interesting few years, like uh, like everyone. Um, but things seem to be getting back to back to normal. Touring teams are are obviously coming in and, and getting out a lot quicker than what they what they were uh, through that COVID time. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's slowly getting back to back to normal, and and hopefully the the quarantines and the MIQs have uh, are well and truly behind us. Um, it did make touring um, not as enjoyable as it as it can be, and it's uh, it's great to be over here and and being able to to get out and about and um, and experience uh, uh, Australia. How's your partner in crime, Neil Wagner, going? He's a bit of a cult figure around the world. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's good. He's betting the wave. Uh, I think the domestic season just started back home, so he's. Uh, He's cracking into that, and um, he'll be charging in and sort of tearing away, um, and and torturing a few domestic cricketers back home. So um, yeah, he'll be hanging out for some some test cricket coming up later on in the year. One of my great cricket cricket memories was going to the Boxing Day Test when New Zealand were there, massive crowd first day. I think you were there. Neil Wagner was certainly there as well. When is that likely to happen again for New Zealand and Australia? Yeah, I think we had to wait. Uh, I can't remember how many years. Yeah, for, it was a lot of for, lot of years. That one was a long time. Uh, I think it was the eighties to. To, uh, to a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience to be there. Obviously, a very disappointing result for us, but uh, there's a lot of Kiwis came over, um, an amazing atmosphere, 
and an amazing place to to play test cricket. So um, yeah, I, I think there's there's one in a few years' time, maybe two or three three years' time. Um, uh, so hopefully. I'm around to, to experience another one of those. New Zealand paceman Tim Southie there chatting with Hayes and Mardo earlier this week. Hayes, Mardo, that's all we've got time for. Great to have your company. We'll do it all again next Saturday. Have a great weekend. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.